Hello again, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Thanks for checking into Job Search Guide on localjobnetwork.com radio. Job Search Guide is the place to get some practical advice from experienced individuals. Now, I'm sure you hear it all the time. You need to stand out from the crowd when you're looking to land a job. Well, we do want to help you with that. And our guest, Kim Eisenberg, has some unorthodox suggestions. Kim is a career coach and talent management consultant. She actually gained experience in her craft within the corporate world before starting a private practice. Kim, how are you doing today? I am great. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course. I mean, I came across an article of yours that mentioned um, these unorthodox techniques, but uh, I just want to give the listeners an idea. First of all, I mentioned you being a career coach and uh, consultant. Tell us a little bit about what you do when you are trying to help individuals. Sure. I am, as you said, a career coach, and I work with people typically who are at some sort of transitional stage in their career. They know that it's time to make a change. They want to reinvent themselves. Whatever they've been doing hasn't been working. They're talented. They've got a lot going for them, but they don't know how to put it all together and move on to whatever's next, whatever that that big thing is. Mm So I help them figure out where it is that they want to go. And then we develop really practical strategies and accountability for how to get there and really combine that at the same time with figuring out what's going to bring them the most fulfillment. How are they going to find the most rewarding career possible for them? So really try to balance that idealism and pragmatism. Okay, cool. Well, perfect for what we're talking about, of course. And as you said, maybe people who are struggling a little bit in some area. I wanted to go, maybe it's a little out of order by the way people would normally do it, but you had a term in there, a phrase that I've seen, I've heard plenty, not necessarily with the job search, but it was, uh, let your freak flag fly. What, what does that mean to you? What does that mean in terms of those unorthodox techniques and ways to find a job? Well, and that's really, I'm I'm glad that you started with that one because that really is the foundation. We get all of these really strange mixed messages about how we have to present ourselves if we want to be successful in our careers and be successful in our job search, you know, that we have to conform to certain professional etiquette standards and ways that we present ourselves and ways that we communicate, how we dress, all sorts of different things. And the reality is that the workforce is made up of people, messy, complicated, colorful (laughs) people. And we all are, we're all messy and complicated and colorful. And what we're all looking for in our careers is to be able to do what we do best to learn and to grow and to share that with other people that we can relate to. We're all looking for a good cultural fit in terms of organization. And when you buy into those messages that you have to, you know, just be super buttoned up and super conservative and traditional and, you know, adhere to really formal business etiquette, it doesn't allow you an opportunity to let your actual personality shine through and Mm -hmm. be who you are. And then people wind up in situations where they're in a position that's not a good cultural fit with the organization and they don't feel like they're among their people. They don't feel like they can really be themselves. And that stifles productivity. It stifles creativity and innovation. So it's a scary thought to let go of all that and right. really, you know, kind of unwind a little and, and be yourself and be a little more quirky. But we tend to get better results and ultimately be a lot happier in the workplace when we let our freak flag fly. So that that looks different for different people. You know, it, it could be anything from, um, you know, letting people know about the interesting arts and cultural organizations that you do on the side, causes that you support, your interesting and eccentric hobbies. Um, People do all sorts of interesting stuff 
on their their downtime and their off hours. And oftentimes people's A vocations are just as fascinating and compelling as their vocations. And it provides a really nice opportunity to, to be yourself and genuinely connect with people if you start to relax on keeping some of those boundaries, not let them be a little less rigid. Sure. No, that makes perfect sense. And you're right. I think people, I don't want to say live in fear, but there is that fear factor of well, I need to fit into this category. I need to fit here to get the job. And I think that leads into another area you talked about is as far as honesty and being honest with yourself and understanding yourself and not boxing yourself into this ideal or supposed ideal. So how does that work? I mean, how do you suggest people be honest with themselves? Because as much as we like to pretend we are, a lot of times I feel like we're still putting on a mask. We're still we're still doing something that's not quite us. So do you have any suggestions to get that honest look at yourself? So, you know, within within the context of a job search, it's really challenging because there's a lot of fear involved, um, especially when people have been out of work for a while and they're dealing with being in a scarcity mindset and right. worrying about where is that next paycheck coming from? How am I going to cover my mortgage this month? It's pretty challenging to say, okay, you need to just be really gut level honest and, you know, do that and everything will be okay. Um, so a lot of it has to do with having a strong support network of people who understand you and are going to help you get through the difficult times when you are in transition especially if you're unemployed. And beyond that, in terms of of being honest about who you are and what you want out of your career and letting that guide you, there are a lot of steps and activities that you can go through, whether it's a self-assessment inventory or doing a goal-setting exercise or any type of really structured, it doesn't even have to be a facilitated activity, but where you can get really specific about who you are and what's important to you and simply write it down. Mm-hmm. You know, so much of, of what we do, we, we have these grandiose ideas about our values and being driven by them, but then it's easy to slip and drift away from that when, you know, again, we go back to worrying about how to pay the mortgage. So the more specific and the more measurable you can get about who you are and, and what's important to you and hold yourself accountable to that by actually getting it down in writing, then when you wind up in an interview situation where you go in somewhere and it's just, it's not feeling like a good fit, you don't feel the chemistry, you don't have rapport, but oh my gosh, you're scared. And if you could just kind of, you know, fit your your square peg into that round hole, Mm -hmm. maybe everything would be okay. If you have something to fall back on where, where you have that reference point, that anchor that reminds you that that's not who you are, it's easier to be less fearful and to say, you know what, this is not the right opportunity for me. Thank you so much for your time, but I'm going to keep looking. Right. And a lot of it just has to do with understanding on a really basic level that if you don't do that, if you aren't honest with yourself and you get the job, it's going to be a disaster. <laughs> and you're going to be either miserable or out of work in, in a pretty short period of time. And that's, that's a lot of the folks that I see. It's people who they were really just hoping that they could manage to port themselves into being a different type of person so they could fit in a, in a role that wasn't the right role for them or wasn't the right company for them. Right. And they wind up unhappy. Well, what happens though if you are in a situation where, you know, there are some, I mean, obviously there are always jobs out there that can fit your skill set, your personality. Is there a way to really put yourself out there? And we talk about social media a lot because, of course, it's quick. You Mm -hmm. reach a lot of different people. But are there certain techniques or strategies that our listeners could use to, again, separate themselves from all the noise? Because there are a lot of people that are trying to, again, put themselves out there in these situations. What, What can you offer up that might be different or might help them be a little more unique or I don't want to say aggressive, but aggressive in a way to get their name out there. 
Well, so in particular, if we're talking about social media or any other type of online marketing or advertising, so that, that's going to apply even to you know submitting your resume through an applicant tracking system, you need to start from the point of understanding that you're in competition with a lot of other people with the exact same kinds of skill sets and qualifications. Mm-hmm. There is very little new under the sun out there. There's always going to be somebody who's better than you, and you need to, like you said, be able to differentiate yourself. So if we're talking about effective use of social media as a job seeker, it's really important in much the same way that we see companies shifting to this with their online marketing to always be focusing on adding value. And that doesn't mean that you need to be the creator of all of your own content, but it means that you need to be a good curator. It means that you need to be providing information to other people that's helpful, that's useful, that you have an opportunity to put your own spin on it and comment on why you're sharing an article from a thought leader in your industry and try to spark a conversation about that thought leader's topic at hand. So, you know, you don't have to do all of the heavy lifting, but you have to be an active participant in conversations. And again, going back to the fear thing, it doesn't always have to be this watered down, sanitized thing. If you're a a leadership development expert and you decide that, you know, the, the hot guru of the moment is someone whose style you don't agree with, it's okay to put yourself out there and say, you know what, my approach is really different. Here's why I think Hmm. this one doesn't work and this is what I prefer. Because, I mean, if you genuinely believe that, you don't want to manufacture controversy where it doesn't exist. But, you know, just those types of things. It's okay to have an opinion. It's okay to have your own thoughts. It's okay to go against the grain as long as you can, you know, back it up with substance. So to really be be thought-provoking, be part of a dialogue, don't be afraid to go against the grain. You know, it's funny, we we reject the status quo when it seems like that's safe enough to do, but there <laughs> always have to be those people who reject it first. And, yeah. you know, if you want to be a part of that, that's okay to do. It's scary. Yeah, you risk upsetting people, you risk offending people. But, you know, being a yes man and staying quiet is not exactly a path to career success either. Along those same lines, then, I mean, do you suggest people almost advertise themselves or create pages or, you know, there are obviously different ways you can utilize technology to really throw your name in the hat of a lot of, whether it be a search Mm -hmm. or whether it be, you know, writing articles or whatever it might Mm -hmm. be. Is that something that is something you would put out there right away? Is that more if you're really struggling? What's sort of your take on that? I think that is one of those things, if you have information that you want to share, if you want to have your own platform online, absolutely go for it sooner rather than later. Because again, there's always going to be somebody out there who's as good as you or better. So the way that you're going to differentiate is through your style. It's through your unique spin that you put on things. The big caveat is if you're really not comfortable with social media, it's not necessary. It doesn't need to be this thing that, that's a requirement mm-hmm. in order to succeed in your job search. But we have this incredible opportunity at, at our disposal for people to create their own blog, create their own website, create their own Twitter account, Facebook page, Tumblr, whatever it is, and allow that to, to be this platform for, for sharing their voice, for sharing their unique spin on things. And most employers, before they're going to bring you in for an interview, they're Googling the heck out of you and they're going to see, you know, what's out there. And honestly, it's better to have 
something and have it be somewhat polarizing than to have there just be absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not that you have to set out for it to be controversial and polarizing, but better to take a stand and have a presence and be findable on social media so that people can get a sense of who you are and whether or not they'd want to work with you um, than to, to not be findable at all. I mean, that's when I, when I you know, go to a networking event and I connect with someone who's ostensibly an industry leader, and then I go to connect with them on, on LinkedIn the next day and I find that they don't have a profile or that it's blank, I, I raise an eyebrow and sure. I wonder what's up with that person. <laughs> So, you know, you don't want to do that. You want to be findable. You want to have a strong presence. Um, It doesn't have to be your part-time job managing your social media, but definitely take advantage of it. No, I like that you mentioned there um, going to networking events because, of course, people are going to tell you that it's the best way still to really connect with people. Maybe you start that relationship online somehow and then you meet up with them. Uh, But there are a lot of people that don't necessarily want to go into that formalized, you know, meet and greet type situation. So what would you suggest for Mm -hmm. them to be able to still get out among the masses and meet people that they probably need to meet if they really want to get that position they want? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is one of my absolute favorite things to talk about because the vast majority of people don't want to go to a mixer. They don't want to go to that event where they have to slap on a name tag and have a cocktail in one hand and shotgun out their business cards with the other. (laughs) Um, I mean, I'm an extrovert and I can only handle those every so often. Um, So I definitely love to encourage people to do things that are going to allow them to find genuine substantive connections with other people. So that can look like, going to an industry-specific event that has a learning and development component. Um, most of us are you know, happy and eager to learn more about something that's going to help us do that much better in our careers. And no matter what area of the country you live in, I guarantee you that this week there is something going on in your market that would be of interest to you that has a relatively low cost for entry. So, you know, to go to those things to develop on your own professionally, the other people that you meet there are going to be like-minded folks, whether they're in your industry or not. And I think that's actually one of the biggest things is to not get really bogged down about staying within your industry. If you are a QA person, you do not need to go to only QA events. You Mm -hmm. can go to events targeted at business development. (laughs) That's okay. Because, you know, the broader our networks are and the more people we know, the better our chances are of being able to help out those people and then find opportunities where we can get helped as well. So, you know, looking outside of professional events, Again, every community in the country has all sorts of things going on every single week. One of the the places that I love to refer people to is meetup.com. And meetup groups, for the most part, are free to join. You can find a meetup group to go hiking with people, to take pictures, to go to bar trivia nights, to practice your crocheting tiny hats for kittens. It it doesn't (laughs) matter what it is. If you figure out what you're genuinely interested in and then go find other people that are interested in that, you're likely to meet people that you will genuinely enjoy. And those people have jobs. Those people have networks. Those people have needs that you might be able to help them with or they might be able to help you. And your worst case scenario is that you do something fun and make some new friends. So, you know, it it really, it doesn't matter what you do to leave the confines of your home and get out from behind the screen. Any kind of networking is fine. It doesn't have to be directly related to business, getting involved in your local community and congregations, whatever it is, get out of your house, 
meet new humans. Most of them are in the workforce. Excellent point there. I, uh, and I appreciate you mentioning, you know, having that, finding that connection where you have an interest with somebody because uh, a lot of times those work out better than those forced meetings that you talked about. And I think uh, to your point, I think a lot of people would prefer it that way. Um, just meeting somebody yep. who, yeah, maybe it's, uh, what did you say? Crocheting tiny hats for kittens. Okay. <laughs> I'll have to look into that group. I'm not sure if that one actually exists, but maybe, maybe you're. <laughs> you could start it. It doesn't exist yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have the skills to do that, but, uh, but I'll find something. We are getting low on time, but I did want to give you the the opportunity here at the end just to you know, give our listeners a little bit of a, a wrap up or something you think would be extremely important to emphasize at the end uh, to kind of summarize the conversation we had today and give them a lasting takeaway. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, what I would say is whether it's using social media to your advantage or letting your freak flag fly in whatever colorful way you choose One of the biggest things that holds people back in their career transitions is allowing themselves to be paralyzed by fear. And the reality is that this kind of process is uncomfortable for most people. We have to push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. So once you accept that you're going to do that, that you're going to be uncomfortable and then start figuring out, well, okay, if I'm going to have to take a step outside of what I normally do to reach out and connect with people, how can I do it in a way that still allows me to be honest and authentic and share who I truly am with other people, knowing that those connections that I make are going to be the ones that are really going to lead to valuable long-term relationships. And, you know, understanding that that might not have an immediate tomorrow kind of payoff in your career, but that's the kind of thing that you need to be doing now so that for the next you know, several decades that you're in the workforce, you have strong relationships and you're growing and cultivating a genuine network. All right. Well, that seems like a good way to wrap things up here today on Job Search Guide. We do hope that some of these tips and strategies, of course, will be helpful in your own search for a new position. However, you would like to try to work any of these out. Our guest today has been Kim Eisenberg. Again, she is a career coach and talent management consultant. You can find her online and look up all that information that you, uh, you would need to get in touch with her. As always, we do want to hear the ideas of the listeners as well. Go ahead and send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Uh, and again, if you want to connect with any other people. We have a lot of information up on our website. Kim, thanks again for joining us today. We appreciate the insight you've been able to give our listeners today. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And once more, if you do have any ideas, any suggestions, that email address is ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. We do appreciate any comments and suggestions for any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.